When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I bring on top experts to help you shift your energy and radiate self-love so you'll naturally become a match to everything you desire. Today, I'm so excited to be talking with Marcy Newman. Welcome, Marcy. Thanks for coming on my podcast for the first time. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited to be here and, of course, to be talking about my very favorite subject, self-love. Yes, and hello to everyone watching live. I forgot to mention we're doing this broadcast live. So before we get started, for those of you who aren't familiar with Marcy, she is an integrative intuitive counselor, certified hypnotherapist, author, creator of award-winning healing products, and founder of Self Love University. She also hosts a show on HeartShift TV. And she helps thousands of clients all over the world learn where they're energetically stuck and teaches them how to release toxic or dense energy and open their hearts to build lasting self-love that keeps you coming back to your authentic self. And like Marcy mentioned, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about the energy of self-love. So I'm really excited to dive in. And for everyone watching live on Bullhorn on the screen right now, you should see a photo and a link to Marcy's free event that's happening October. 14th in just a couple days. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, you're listening to the replay of this. So I'll include a link to that free event in the description or episode details. It'll be the first link in there. And we'll talk about that a little bit at the end. But Marcy, let's dive into this topic. What's the first thing you have to say about the energy of self-love? Well, first off, I want um, our audience to really start to reorient themselves to the fact that self-love is a particular energy frequency. You know, so often I think, first off, people get confused between self-love and self-care. And they're two completely different things. Self-care is something that you do to comfort yourself, to soothe yourself. It is, um, it is, an, it is something that you do that reminds you of self-love. However, self-love is completely different. It is actually coming into alignment with your true nature, which is divine. So self-love is when we accept the fact that we are divine beings. We are love itself. And as such, we have a whole different criteria for the choices that we make, for the um, actions that we take. And so from my perspective and what I teach is self-love is, number one, a willingness to accept that you are a divine being. You are love itself incarnated on this earth. So you are its hands, its feet, its eyes, its ears, and you are the projection of love that comes through you. So needless to say, that is 
completely different from the way most of us have been conditioned to believe about ourselves. Um, and particularly if you've been raised in a religion that in fact taught you the complete opposite. So we have to allow ourselves to really come into alignment with accepting ourselves as a divine being, number one. And number two, cultivating the courage that that um, aspect of ourself requires so that we can take the actions that are in alignment with the divine being. So as you can see, we, we have to start to make this shift. And this is, I talk about heart shifting, but we have to shift from this old way of being and understanding, um, almost from a, a place of childlike understanding into this expansive, mature, cosmic being of love. Two completely different things. Oh, that is beautiful. I'm just loving everything you're sharing. I can't wait to dive deeper into these really important <laughs> topics. You mentioned something that I know growing up, a lot of us have been conditioned to think that being selfless is, you know, kind of, you know, being that virtuous, selfless person who put every, who you know, puts everyone's feelings and needs ahead of their own. So many of us have been brought up placing our value and our worth on what we can do and give to others. And I know a lot of women, particularly, or people in general who, you know, are drawn to my work tend to really lack self empathy and self-love, but they have all the love and understanding and patience in the world for other people, but they're lacking that for themselves. Do you see that as well? I'd love to hear all your thoughts on that. Um, absolutely. And the truth of the matter is, is that that might be where the focus is because of the conditioning and the programming, right? To constantly be giving to others. But the truth is, unless you are accepting yourself as a divine being, you cannot give love on that capacity, on that caliber. It's not possible mm. because the energies are so completely different. But I want you to take that person, right, who's been conditioned to be selfless. Everyone else comes before them. Everyone else um, is more important than them. And now add into the mix that perhaps you've been taught that you're a sinner. Mm -hmm. That you... Um, are not a divine being. <laughs> How can you possibly open your heart and open your mind to give and receive love as an equal when you see yourself as less than? And that's where all that comes from. So many of us have been brought up to think that there's something outside of us that we need to, con you know, continually prove ourselves to, and we're just never quite enough, and we can never measure up. It doesn't matter how good we are, you know, inherently we're sinners, or we're bad, or we're not <laughs> divine beings. So what would you say to people who are maybe new to this work? This is their first time hearing some of these concepts. How do you sort of stick your toe into this mm. energy of self-love and get started with this? Such a, a great question because um, I know how sensitive this subject is. Yeah. And I know that it's going to create some inner conflict. But that's really the, 
um, the purpose for our being here. We are here to expand in love itself so that love can then be extended through us. So if we're coming from this place, as I said before, where we're seeing ourselves as less than, not valuable, not worthy, not lovable, the inherent message in that is that you also are not capable of loving. Mm. Because those two cannot mingle, okay? Mm -hmm. The energies are on completely different ends of the spectrum. So as you are perpetually, as you said, you know, looking outside of yourself to be validated, looking outside of yourself to be recognized um, or to find evidence that you're somehow lovable, you will always miss the love that's within you that's clamoring for you to recognize it. So we have to start to accept that our limited views up until this point have created limited solutions. It's why we feel so limited when it comes to love. And it's why we go around in those vicious, you know, cycles over and over and over again. We have these patterns of behaviors. And it's because we are we are sort of drawn into like a deer in headlights. We know there's something more. We know it. We feel it. And yet this programming and conditioning that we have is telling us something different. It's telling us that you're not worthy. You're not valuable. You're not lovable. And you don't even know how to love. So everything that we are giving then is also falling short and we feel that we are we are fulfilled when we're in full partnership with love it's giving and receiving and there's no aspect of that partnership that's greater or lesser than the others mm. I'm just hanging on your every word. This is, I think this is so important. And I think it could be triggering to a lot of people too. You know, know, what would you say to someone who grew up with that belief system? I mean, can you, uh, you know, be yeah. religious, for example, and still have this self-love for yourself and love for others? Yes. Like, can you do this with the, your current belief system? I'd love to hear all your thoughts on that. Yeah. And I want everybody to know that I was at one time right where you are. Okay. I I was raised with a belief system. Um, also, I came from that same place. I also came from that place where I was told that I was selfish if I didn't put others in front of me. Yes. I was also told, and some of this, Helen, was spoken and unspoken, and we all get those messages, right? Where the only way that I could prove myself as worthy for love was to be in constant service to others. Well, there's an aspect of that that actually erodes the relationship between us and the God within us. 
because that God within us, that divine aspect of us, would never see one of its creations as greater or lesser than the other. Got it. It's, it's yeah. right. It's children. They're all equals. You cannot be equal and at the same time be taught to sacrifice yourself for another. So we have to start to understand that when those concepts about love were created and perpetrated, right, mm -hmm. <laughs> that it, it was at a time where essentially in the Dark Ages, right? And so we, we have to understand we are now living in a time of such incredible light, there has never been so much more information at our fingertips, but also different paths for finding that light within us, finding that love within us. And every single person here, because I know the caliber of the people that you attract to you. I know who's listening to this, and I know that every single one of you wants more wants a greater love, wants a, a lifestyle that is a full expression of all that they are. There is nothing more demeaning than to believe that we have to shrink down and actually negate love in order to get some crumbs. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of my classic client. Now I don't do too much private coaching anymore, but my classic person who comes to me, um, you know, amazing woman with a huge heart has all the compassion in the world and, you know, very empathic, very sweet and, you know, has everything going for her basically, but doesn't feel good enough on a deep level. She tends right. to pine after men, for example, who aren't that interested or who just throw her breadcrumbs every once in a while. And is that all wrapped up with this lack of self-love sort of attracting or being attracted to relationship partners where they just don't really make you feel like you're good enough or they never put both feet in and fully commit and things like that? Well, 100%, mm -hmm. because you cannot be truly loving of yourself and attract someone who can't love you. Yeah. In other words, one, your, your evidence is all around you, right? Based on what you're attracting, based on what you are seeing come into your energy field. So if you're seeing time and time and time again, um, partners that you're attracting that are not um, representative, number one, of the relationship that you want to be creating, or number two, or experiencing, I should say, and number two, um, are not capable of loving you in the way that you want to be loved, we go back to the source of that, and the source is always ourselves. It means that there are conflicting messages that are emitting an energy out into the universe, and it is bringing back like a boomerang what we don't want or rather than what we do want. 
So true. And I'm using the example of your love life, but I can see how this would work in any area of your life, right? If you're staying stuck on the emotionally unavailable partner or in a job where you don't feel fulfilled and it's not a true expression of all of your unique gifts, you're just kind of sending the signal out, not just to the man or to the employer, right? But kind of to the whole universe that I'm okay with this. I'm okay being second best or I'm okay accepting crumbs or shrinking myself down, right? This is all I can handle. Do I have that right? A hundred percent. And let's take that example of somebody who keeps attracting emotionally unavailable people. Because we must always come back to ourselves as the source of all of our creations, we have to start examining how are we emotionally unavailable to ourselves? What part of us are we denying emotionally? I can tell you a hundred percent of the time. It will be you are denying your own divinity. Mm. Hmm. This was certainly me in my past, and most people are familiar with mm-hmm. my story, right? I was the girl who was just continually attracting and only attracted to the emotionally unavailable people, right? People with commitment issues where, of course, deep down, I had a huge fear of real, <laughs> true intimacy, or, <laughs> right? Yeah. Being seen for who I was or real commitment. So there was no skin in the game. That's where I felt safe, you know, it was with people where I knew on some level they were really never going to fully put both feet in and commit or be truly available to me. So I had to personally turn all of that around. I know many women listening can relate to that. But the good news is you can. I mean, I always say if I can do it, anybody can do it. (laughs) So I know you can too. You're not alone, right? What would you say to someone? What would be like a good first step? Or do you have any exercises that we could all do quickly here or things they could say or specific concrete steps to do? I know. I mean, it's probably so personalized and different for everybody, but I'd love to hear any quick tools you have around this. I do, but I, I, I want to, I want to just touch on something that you said, Mm -hmm. you use the word intimacy. Uh, That's another word like self-love that kind of gets bastardized, right? Intimacy, um, people believe that intimacy takes place outside of them. Intimacy can only take place within you. And so what what I'm talking about, what you're talking about, Helen, is when we come back inside and we start to really examine What is the energy that we are radiating out? And we start asking questions. What does that energy have the potential to create? This is the most essential question. Does that energy have the potential to create what I want to experience? Mm. You know, we see this so often, like with, um, I could use for an example, Um, you know, somebody who is having an affair with a married man. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And they um, have been so involved in this relationship that the relationship with themselves has become eroded. But rather than looking at that and asking, how can I heal this like you did? right? How can I repair this? How can I tap into a different energy and get to get a different result? They stay, and you use this word also, they stay, they stayed committed to trying to create from that energy, a committed relationship. Now you can see 
where in this case, we have a perfect example. Commitment creates commitment. It will. You're staying committed, though, to a relationship that doesn't have the potential to give you the experience you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know personally, it can be so difficult to unhook yourself from that. I mean, mm-hmm. even if it's just, you know, people you're dating, right. And they're technically available, but emotionally they're not available or they're not yeah. really showing up for you powerfully and consistently. Right. And those are the guys that we really want when, you know, a guy who's available and just loving you and available for everything you say you want show up. We're just not attracted to those guys, right? So I imagine exactly. when a woman starts loving herself more, right? Embracing all the parts of herself. What I've seen, what I found in, in my own life was you start to truly get bored and lose interest to anyone who doesn't show up as a match to the love you have for yourself. But I'd love to hear your thoughts and experiences with that. Yeah. Um, so, um, and, and, you know, it, it appears like this is very complex and yet it isn't. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because what we're talking about is creating commitment exercises, but commitment only to the energy that has the potential to create what you want to experience. So, for instance, um, we are looking to create a relationship based on mutual respect, um, commitment, loyalty, Um, honoring, um, right? We have this whole set of criteria. The real commitment comes from you. It means that you don't put yourself in situations where it has less of an opportunity to deliver to you what you want. It means that doing your homework (laughs) is where you commit yourself. And again, I, I'd like to use you as an example because, you know, so perfectly said, you you realized, hey, wait a second, I, I've got to do something differently here. Yeah. And you're right, we get bored and yet the loyalty to the commitment trying to prove ourselves worthy, lovable, in a place where we can never find that evidence is the most self-destructive, self-eroding experience that we'll ever have. I completely agree. I certainly experience that. I know I hear from women every day. I see comments on the videos over on my YouTube channel of women who are stuck in this cycle. And I think you can feel it deep down when something Mm -hmm. just is not in alignment with what you truly want and deserve for yourself, right? You can just feel it. So yeah, oh my gosh, we could probably do 10 plus more episodes on all of these little nuances, right? And by the way, I've found that this works in all areas of your life, not just dating and relationships. We're just using that as an example. But yeah, I would love to get into any quick tools or exercises you have around this. That would be great. And I definitely want to talk about your free event that's happening on October 14th too. Okay. Fantastic. So um, one of the things that I find is like such a dramatic um, heart shifter, okay, is when we are willing to really put ourselves in the forefront of our lives and love ourselves beyond any shadow of doubt. What that's going to require 
is that we put on the shelf all of the other experiences. Even if we are in the midst of a relationship cycle that we know in our gut just not working, if we can be committed enough to just put that on a shelf and come back to ourselves, we can start to heart shift out of this. The prerequisite for every heart shift is self-love because self-love is the only energy that's aligned with the knowledge that we are divine. So when we want to shift our energy into a higher caliber frequency, right? Can mm -hmm. that happen in the mind? No. No. Because the mind is 97% controlled by the ego, which only wants you to stay right where you are. It's too fearful of you making change. And this is where people get caught up. And it's also where, unfortunately, they've been led astray. And I don't mean to put anybody down. It's just, again, you know, at one point, we, we thought that we believed that the world was flat. We have since found out that it's not true. Mm -hmm. So we have to start looking at different truths. Now, heart shifting is the recalibration of energy. What it means is that self-love is the path for that fuel to get into the heart. So we're actually taking energy that was once stuck up in the head. We're bringing it through the heart because the heart is the only aspect of ourselves powerful enough to shift the energy frequency. And so we heart shift. So how... How can we start to feed self-love? Well, there are ways that we can do that even before we've, you know, swallowed that whole, um, that whole concept, right? And that is by starting to collect data about messages perhaps that that higher higher part of you, we call it the higher self, has been constantly giving you. What are those messages? Those messages are constantly meant to guide you in a different direction. So these are the kinds of things that make us feel good. It's plain and simple. Mm -hmm. If it makes you feel good, it's got a higher vibration than something that makes you feel awful. So we start to collect that data. I know from myself, um, when I need to elevate my own vibration, I, I go to the radio, right? I go to, I go to the music that I have collected that I know will raise my vibration. I go to things that have been written that I find uplifting. I know which friends to call, and I do it. I'll very openly say, "I, you know what? I, I need, I need your help. 
I need to raise my vibration. I need <laughs> to get out of my funk. How many times have we said that? We know we need to get out of our funk. So you, this is the journey of intimacy. It's when we discover for ourselves what will raise our vibrational frequency enough so that we can start to ask ourselves this, this one question, what if? What if I could really love myself enough to stay fully committed to creating a self-love lifestyle? What if I could be so committed to myself that I would begin to choose only those things in my life that support and feed my self-love, reminding me that I'm a divine being? What if I really could have that relationship that Helen is always talking about? Mm -hmm. What if that could be true for me as it's true for her? And so when we can raise our vibrational frequency to the point where we can start to ask what if, well, that what if is going to take us from limited views into unlimited views from limited solutions into unlimited solutions because we are actually injecting the light of our true selves. So I am loving this. Uh, I just have to jump in and say, this is beautiful. Yeah. One feels very small. Like how do I get this guy to step up and give me what I want? So I finally feel loved, which never works anyway, permanently. Right. Versus what if I could actually have the relationship I truly desire or the career or the life I truly desire that it's right. to me that feels much more expansive rather than like shrinking yourself down into this box, trying to become what you think this other person wants. Right. And we do it all the time. We're constantly contorting ourselves. If we are looking through those eyes where we're not seeing ourselves as magnificent. As powerful. I completely agree. Yeah. And uh, Jill in the chat says, just listening to Marcy feels peaceful and safe in my body. I feel that way too. So this is really great. And I love what Marcy giving very practical, tangible things. Like, you know, which friends to call when you need to raise your vibration, right? Or even like, you know, what songs to listen to or what thoughts to think, I think is huge. We can think thoughts like, well, you know, maybe I should just settle for this. Maybe this is the best I can do. That thought likely doesn't feel good. So in my opinion, that's not in alignment with your true self, right? The larger part of yourself that knows that things are working out for you or that you can have the love or success or life you want, right? Exactly. And here's the other aspect of it. And I talked about the eyes, right? So the eyes that we are looking through are created by the vibrational frequency that we're in. Our energy field actually creates the lens that we are looking through. Now, it's also connected to the mental, we could call the mental slots or receptors that have been created from those eyes. And in truth, we are unable to see or to process anything outside of those. So this is where, you know, um, 
if anybody wants to do an experiment, um, start talking to yourself about um, buying a yellow car. And watch how many yellow cars are suddenly coming into your field. You'll start to notice them. This is because the, we, we have these neural pathways that are part of our innate circuitry that are here to help us to manifest. They emit an energy frequency. So just stay with me here for a second. So if you're so committed to this limiting view and limited view and trying desperately to make that work for you, and you are seeing time and time and time again the limited solutions that it has created, it is because you are not feeding those neural pathways with any other options. Totally agree. I think we've all been there and it seems like sort of a, I don't want to call it like a self-fulfilling prophecy, but like a endless loop, it is. right? We get <laughs> endless loop, loop, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we just attract and create more limiting thoughts. You know, I That's think right. if you think a thought for a little while, you, you'll attract another thought like that and another thought like that. And if you do that mm-hmm. a few times, now you've created all this momentum where <laughs> that's where we can get into anxiety or spinning thoughts or overthinking, overanalyzing. And it just gets us further and further away from the answers and solutions we want in my experience, right? That's right. And so we're programmed and this is where it can either work for us or against us like everything, right? But if we remember, remind ourselves that we don't see outside of what we expect to see, then the onus is on us to change into the what if so that we can start to introduce other possibilities and let the universe respond to us. Can you just repeat that one time? Because I think that is so oh my important. Lord, I don't I know just if wanna... I can. I'm <laughs> that so was glad so it's perfect. recorded. Yes, okay. or everyone listening, just rewind that last uh, minute or two. I think that was so perfect. Okay, let me just try. So we only see what we're expecting to see. Yeah, yes. Okay, this is scientific. This is not just our mental capacity. This is how we are hardwired to create our every experience. We have a desire and this whole process that includes all kinds of things like chemicals and visions and colors and all of these things that start to congregate to help us to manifest that. But if we're so intent on creating only that, we limit the solution, we limit the experience that we will have. So we must always, and this is one of my favorites, Helen, I always say, I want this and more. Mm -hmm. Because I know that in my limited view, I will start to put that in a box. I, I will, and it's not because I want to, it's because all my circuitry has been designed to just create what I, 
based on the information that I've given it. So when we say and more, we are also introducing, well, what if there's more? I love that so much. I just wanted to like burn that into everyone's system. (laughs) Like something I say all the time is you are where you believe, right? You're not letting one more thing than what you believe into your life experience. So if you believe that there are limited options out there in love or in any area of life, that's what you're going to see, like the yellow car. That's what you're going to see or attract, you know, or the, the greatest guy or the greatest opportunity could be right there and you just won't even see it. That's it's right. so interesting how it works. Oh my gosh. This is such important information, Marcy. I just <laughs> would love to have you back on. I know we could just talk forever about these really important concepts. I did want to mention your free event that's coming up in oh, just a couple yes. days. October 14th, totally free, right? It's called The Unstoppable You. If you're listening live with us on Bullhorn, it's on the screen right now. So just click that orange button and you can register. I believe it's totally free, right? Correct. And so it's called The Unstoppable You. Activate your heart, ignite your passion, and create connected loving relationships. And um, it's just... It's such an important concept, again, that we start to take everything that we've learned. Let's start connecting the dots, right? And take our manifestation and our lives to a whole other level. Let's just do it. I think that's great. And how does it work? Do they just sign up and register? And it's, mm-hmm. it seems like, a, is it a one-day only event or does it go one on for day a couple only. days? And by one- the way, this is live. These are five experts, okay, that are speaking about these subjects. It is live, and um, there's also an opportunity to sign up for a bonus session afterwards. But we are having an in-depth discussion about why it is so important that we become clear about what we are doing. And I think... Everybody here will join me in raising their hand and saying, I want more. I want more. I love it. I think that's so important. I'm so happy to be connecting people with these free events and to more experts who are doing this work. I think it's so important how to activate your heart, ignite your passion, and create loving, connected relationships. Who doesn't want that, right? So if you're listening to a replay of this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else where you're listening to the replay, that will be the first link in the episode details or the description. So you can go check that out. October 14th, 2021, one day only, live virtual event and totally free. So Marcy, this was amazing. I'd love to hear any last words of wisdom you have on this topic of the energy of self-love. I know when we were setting this up, we wanted to talk about, you know, turning what we believe to be selfish into something you call a self-wish. I know we hadn't touched on that yet. So if you'd like, I would just love to hear any closing words from you because I could just listen to you talk all day. Thank you so much. And yes, this is, this is where I said, you know, we, we, we are being called, and it's our choice to answer the call. We are being called to step out of the archaic belief system that has limited the lives that we have lived up until this point. We must turn that selfish concept into self-wish. 
You are meant to bring all of your heart's desires, your heart's wishes to life so that you can continue to feed the energy of love. You cannot do that from a dense place of beating yourself up, wondering what the hell is wrong with you, right? Asking, why can't I get anywhere? You can't access the love that's waiting for you. So we have to just say, that was then and this is now. I love it. That was then and this is now. What a powerful statement. I mean, it sounds so simple and it is so simple, but it's incredibly powerful. I mean, everyone just write that down. (laughs) That was then and this is now. I love it. And this is my personal mantra, by the way. Mm. I use the energy of that was then and this is now every time I want to accelerate and shift my any aspect of my life into more. That is so beautiful. I love hearing that. And really, every moment is a new opportunity, a fresh moment to change your thought process, you know, start shifting your beliefs, start shifting your heart and loving yourself. Just because you've had decades and decades of not loving yourself doesn't mean you can't make new choices, even in your thought process, right? Starting right now. The nanosecond that you choose, the universe says, oh, well, let's try this. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take years and years and years of going back and undoing all these patterns. In my opinion, right, you can actually start to shift things quickly once you become aware of them. In a nanosecond. In a nanosecond. I love that so much. Wow, Marcy, this has been amazing. So everyone, please go check out the free live event on October 14th. If you're listening to the replay, it's just in the episode details. If you're listening live on Bullhorn, you should see that orange button uh, with a link on the screen, totally 100% free. And if you're listening to the replay of this and you want to join me live, I'll be going live almost every day in the month of October on the Bullhorn app. So I'll include a link to that too. If you want to download the app, it's totally free. Uh, I have so many great interviews and episodes coming up. I'll be talking with Rory Ray this Thursday. I believe that's October 14th at 12 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And I have so many other amazing experts. Marcy, I would love to bring you on again soon because this was so much fun. At the time I was would love to. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything you shared. Thanks to everyone listening. And we will talk to you again very soon. Have a great rest of the day. And Mar- Marcy, thank you again. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.